0: Thank you for joining us. Here at VLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now, here is Pastor Gary Toney. Man, it's good to see everybody today on this rainy Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, today is obviously it is Baptism Sunday, which is a very special day. We love to celebrate as a family. And so let me give you some instruction on that. Those of you that are being baptized today, I will let you know uh, in the service when we can dismiss uh, and you can go get ready for that. I do want to encourage you family members, those of you, once we turn things over to Pastor John and we go to the baptism, come come down front. Now, Now, not on the stage, other people, but come down front. We want you to take pictures. This is a very special moment for you and your family. And so please make yourself at home with that. Um, and so i 'll give you instructions with with what to do uh, just later in the service, because today is also Communion Sunday. It literally is probably one of my favorite times of church because it gives us the opportunity as a family to gather around the lord 's table and So what I like to do is talk about communion. You all have heard my testimony before one of the things the Lord dealt with Tracy and me early in our Christian journey we were just just discovering the Lord and we were some of y'all may be familiar with this term. We were church shopping. You ever done any church shopping? No, not you, Miss Betty. No, she, she, she showed up and said, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but many have, and, and in some degree, there's nothing wrong with that. You got, you got to find out where you fit. But we were there, and this, this church, wonderful church, but they did communion every Sunday, and the thing, Joy, the thing that hit me, the people in front of us, while we're taking communion, they're talking about where they're going to have lunch. And I'm like, and I'm a I'm baby Christian, but I'm like, that can't be what this is about. And so I, I, may, I, I told myself, I said, you know what? We won't do it that way. It's going to be fresh in your thinking when you hold those elements. I know in and of themselves, I mean, you wouldn't even go buy that stuff. <laughs> I get it. But today, this special day, as we gather around, as you minister to the Lord, allow him to also minister to your heart today. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Now, Romans chapter 5, you have to realize we just come out of Romans 4 with this in-depth conversation about Abraham and this bold, great faith that he had. And he walked out the blessing of the Lord that was on his life. Remember the last couple of weeks we talked about the benefit package? but in chapter 5 it says therefore of course anytime you see a therefore that starts a statement you need to know what the therefore is therefore he's talking about romans 4 therefore since all this took place and you are this great person of faith since we have been made right in god's sight who's been made right in god's sight If you have accepted Jesus into your life, you have been made right in God's sight. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. And because of our faith, you see, guys, I I say this constantly. You have to believe this stuff. It can't just be a religious practice in your life. You have to believe that Jesus Christ came to the planet and died for you and rose from the grave. You actually have to believe it. You may not understand everything about it. Can we be real? No, nobody understands everything about it. And then he says this, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. See, we have these great lives in Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect all the time. You understand? The dude that wrote that, I mean, he went through some stuff, man. Yeah? The Apostle Paul had some major challenges, some major ups and downs in his life. So today, as we gather around the Lord's table, one of the greatest things that communion does is it takes us back. It reminds us. Here a couple of things. Number one, obviously, it reminds us of the sacrifice that Jesus made that enables us to stand in this privileged place. But the other thing that it does is it takes us back to that day. Can you remember the day that Jesus came into your life? Now, I know some of you, you you may be thinking, I don't know if I can remember the day because I've been in it my whole life. Well, that is awesome. I mean, that is a wonderful testimony that you've been in it your entire life. But some of us haven't. I was talking to a gentleman this weekend, and he was talking about uh, him going back to college later in life. And I said, well, that was me. Now he, you know, he's 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 he does he knows I'm a pastor, and sometimes you know he'll slip up and say these things. And my man, I forget that you're a preacher. My bad. I'm like, what's that got to do with anything, man? I got a church full of y'all like that that does the same thing you do. <laughs> and then he lights up a cigarette and says, man, I know I'm supposed to quit. <laughs> I say, well, I got them too. It's okay, right? Yeah, I think the world needs to see a little bit more of, of a loving, gracious Jesus than you're going to, you know, turn or burn. Yeah. See, he's brought us into this place of this, this covenant, this place of restoration, of sonship. We are literally new creations in Christ. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. And so when we come together like this, Jesus makes sure that we understand and we do it this way. Do this to remember me. See, never give in to the thoughts, this this is for somebody today, never give in to the thoughts that you're not worthy to come to the table. Now listen very carefully, the table is only for the people of God though, so if you're not born again, he's not saying you can't take the elements, but all it will ever be to you is a religious ritual, because you are not born again. It was not, it's not his broken body and shed blood is to allow you the, this distinct privilege of being born again to become this new creation. See, Jesus alone makes us righteous. It's him that gives us these new lives. And I know we're all at different places in our journey of faith. And I know sometimes when you find yourself in one of the storms of life and you're wondering how many of you like, Lord, where are you right now? You ever thought about that when you're going through something? God, why didn't you just make this go away? Why didn't you just do a magic trick? Well, he's not a magician. He's God. And he has put things in motion. I know the religious world struggles with some of this stuff because it's just easier to blame God than to look in the mirror and take a little bit of responsibility. I know you just look this way. It's all right. Yeah. Jesus said this in John 10, and we talked about this shortly in our previous series but he said I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly one of the mistakes that a lot of Christians make is they want to futurize everything with God well all that abundant all that great all that glorious stuff that's when we get to heaven now heaven will be great make no mistake about it but he didn't come if he would if he just came so that we could get it when we got there that's what he would say he said that, that word life is the word zoe life. He came that we could have the God kind of life on the planet. And that word abundant, if you pull that. Now, those of you that study a little bit, you know what a Strong's concordance is. It is one of the most recognized Greek and Hebrew dictionaries that's used by theologians. And that Greek word there in Strong's is the word perissos, abundantly. And it means this, excessive. Overflowing, surplus, Amen. more than enough, huh? I know some people like. Well, I want that life. Well, Jesus came that you could have it. So if you're not having it, okay. see, Jesus is the good shepherd. That's what the Bible actually says in John. I am the good shepherd. Now think, of, John. I was putting this thought this, this this talk together, and I'm thinking about this thought: good shepherd. You know. If you say you're the good shepherd, but then I look, then I look at your sheep and they all busted, broke, dirty, barely. See, religion chokes on this stuff, man. Well, it's God wanting me to learn something in this difficult season. Now, God's the smartest being in, on the planet. Now, if it gets to the place where we're stubborn and hard-headed and rebellious and we refuse to listen to God, then, yeah, he'll take a moment like that and teach us something. But don't think for a second that 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 was his first choice. That's just us soothing our religious conscience. Conscience. Yeah? He came that we could have life. He is the good shepherd. And because of his sacrifice, according to what we just read in the book of Romans, we are able to stand in this privileged place. I have the favor of God on my life. The grace of God covers me. The goodness and mercy of God follow me everywhere that I go. The anointing of the Lord is on my life. But that should be your testimony of faith, not just mine. You should show up on any given situation and expect the favor of God in your life. Well, I just don't know about You know why a lot of Christians say they don't know about it? Because we literally don't know about it because preachers don't talk about it enough for you to know about it. So we're going to have these conversations. And here's the thing when you hear something that I say that ruffles your religious feathers and you don't agree, then get into the book. Find out if what I'm saying is true. Let me take it a step further. I love you. You know that, right? Prove me wrong. Yeah. I'm okay with that challenge. Get into it, man. See, communion, this is one of those things. And and the reason we talk about it so much is we never want his sacrifice to become this religious thing. You ever thought about this? Billy, it's called the Lord's table. You ever thought about that? It's his, Chad. We're simply a guest that's been invited to be part of it. In Matthew, he actually says it in, in Matthew chapter 11. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden And I'll put some more work on you. No. He says, I'll give you rest. There is the shalom of God, the peace that passes understanding, that he'll he'll get in the middle of a situation with you. See, I I know so often people get so frustrated because we just want God to make it all go away. Sometimes it doesn't go away. We live in a fallen, cursed, dying world. There are families right now in our state that are struggling in the middle of one of the most difficult things they've ever faced. And we as a church are praying and believing for God to move in situations. And make no mistake, we're going to help in every possible way we can once this thing is, is cleared out. And, but it's, it's foolishness on our part to think that we will just go through life exempt from any challenge or difficulty. That's not the world we're in, you all. Now, will God grace us? Will His favor and protection? Yeah, it will, but you need to believe some of this stuff. See, Jesus loves us so much. This is, to this day, this thought still staggers my mind because He left His world. I, I need you to wrap your head around this for a minute today. There is a real world where Jesus lives today. But he left that world as the Christ to become Jesus, son of man, always son of God. But he left his deity, his royalty. He left his omnipotence, his omniscience, his omnipresence. He left all of his godliness and he laid it all aside to be born of a woman. And Jesus, the Christ, became a human. See? People choke on that stuff. I don't really believe in all that, you know, heaven stuff. There's nobody, listen, listen to me very carefully. There is nobody in hell that says that. Nobody. The minute you breathe breathe your last and you haven't given your life to Jesus, it's, oh, crap. (laughs) So if you're here today. And you've never given your life to Jesus. I'm not asking you to be part of our church. I mean, that's great if God leads you here. I'm asking you, though, to be part of God's family. No doubt about it. That is our mission here. We want to make sure that nobody never, you never leave this place with Jesus still at the altar, waiting on you, still knocking at the door of your heart. Amen? Amen. And so today, you know, it's one of those days where we get this moment to kind of pull back and reflect for a second. And when you begin to follow Jesus' life, one of, his most, one of his most shocking statements in, 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 that he made to his followers. And this is something I, I want you to think about for a second today. Because if you can go back to where you were in, in, in this time in history and Jesus begins to talk to his, his people. He said, I am the bread of life. Living bread that came from heaven. And if anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And then he makes this crazy statement. Now, once again, go back with me in your mind for a second and see if you could be there and hear these words in John chapter six. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. That sounds freaky, doesn't it? It's almost cannibalistic like did it? because if you go read this story, the Bible says that many of his followers left him that day when he made this statement. If you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. You see guys, when Jesus said this, his, his disciples, they're actually like, Lord, this is, a, this is a hard statement. Eat your flesh and drink your blood. And then he brings it home in John 6, 63. He says, it's the spirit. He's talking about a spiritual principle that's about to take place here. He's establishing this covenant practice that you and I have this distinct privilege of being a part of today around the Lord's table. His broken body and shed blood. And in John 6, 63, he says, guys, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, the words that I speak, the words that I speak, they are spirit and life. The words of God, they are spirit to you. See, when you open the book, spiritual stuff is taking place. You see, I say this all the time when we have this. Communion is one of the most spiritual realities a human can take part in. Today, when we hold these simple little elements, it's just like when you all get in this tank of water today. In and of itself, it means nothing. I can dunk you underwater. Huh? I was thinking maybe we could do a, a, a drive through baptism and just have a rope and a shower and y'all just... And, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> huh? But these things are spiritual. I want you to understand, those of you that are getting baptized today, when you step into that water and you go under, all of heaven and hell stands at attention. Because you, do, you make a decree. Yeah. I belong to Jesus, to, not a religion. I belong to Jesus. He has eternally made me his. And see, communion is this privilege that we have to gather around his table. It is one of the highest forms of worship that Jesus made available for us. And here's the thing about it. When you practice this, it, it, it will literally transcend the religious traditions of the day this is why we want it fresh in your thinking because i know in and of itself it's just a little plastic cup and a stale cracker i get it but the thing is the lord's table it is the center of everything that we do it is our declaration into the spirit world that we belong to him that we are acknowledging His sacrifice, we acknowledge his lordship. But you know what else the Bible tells us? That we acknowledge his return. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. He says this in 1 Corinthians 11. For as often as you eat the bread and you drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So in and of that statement, not only are we proclaiming his death, it took place, but we are also declaring the reality that, yes, God is about to return. I want you to think about it for a second. The Lord's about to return. I know people have mocked the Christian life. Oh, yeah, you all said that for years. The Lord's about to return. Well, you better you better thank God for his mercy. Because there is a day that, that, that it will happen. Yeah. You want to be on the right side of that. Yeah. Here's something else when it comes to communion that you want to keep in mind. This is something that the Lord asked us to do. It's a, it, it is literally a request from our master. Jesus is like, hey, guys, I want you all to do this from time to time to remember me. Remember what I did. Remember my sacrifice. I love you. Remember my sacrifice. And so regardless of where you're at this morning in your journey of faith, we set aside this day to allow everybody the opportunity. See, it's these special moments around the table that bring clarity to our soul. I love it. I love to take just that moment with Jesus. But. He instructed us to do it a specific way. Yeah. Y'all, y'all okay with a little instruction this morning? Yeah. The Apostle Paul, he was writing to this young church in the city of Corinth, knowing that we would be reading this today. And in, verse, in chapter 11, verse 23. Now, I want to use, and I know some of you don't agree with the message paraphrase. Okay, well, then roll with what you know. But I love the wording here. Listen very carefully. Paul talking to the church, let me go over with you exactly what goes on at the Lord's Supper and why it is so centrally important. He says this, I received, now this is Paul talking, I received my instructions from the master himself. Hold up. What? Now you understand, Paul wasn't one of the twelve. Jesus has already moved to heaven, but in Paul's letter, he is writing, and he says, you know what, this this thing happened to me, and whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know in reality, but I was caught up to the third heaven, and there, the Lord taught him stuff. He taught him this reality. He said, I received my instructions from the master himself, and now I'm passing them on to you. He says this, Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and having given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this to remember me. then after supper, he said the same thing with the cup. This cup is my blood. It is my new covenant with you. Each time you drink it, Remember me. Remember me. See, I think that's one of the things in the fast-paced world that we live in today. It's so easy to forget about Jesus. Not that you have completely, you know, not that you, you know, the old school term, not that you've backslidden to the degree that, you know, none of that. But you just, Seth, sometimes you just get busy, man. And, and Jesus, he's, he's just in the back of you. And just, he, he understands these things. But what communion does, man, it puts him front and center. See, you'll leave here today with a fresh perspective because you just did what he instructed you to do. Do this to remember me. Then he goes on to say this. So we must solemnly realize is that every time you eat the bread, every time you drink the cup, you reenact in your words and your actions the death of the master. See, we let all of heaven know today. When we take those elements, Jesus is alive. He did come to this planet and die for me. You need to make it personal for you. If you were the only one, he would have still came. That is the mind-blowing realities of a world that we have waiting for us. Yeah. Paul goes on to say this. You will be drawn back to this meal again. And again, until the master returns. See, there it is again talking about the the Lord coming back. And so he says this, and this is what I love about the message. You must never let familiarity breed contempt. Don't Don't ever just go through the motions when you hold those communion elements. A real person died for you. I, I, when you know as a pastor over the years I've talked to people about this I don't really think that that reality sets in with most people Because they still view Christianity as just another religion on the board of religions with Islam and Buddhism You know, etc., whatever all the junk is they got today It is not the same thing See religion listen very carefully you all I don't know who this is for but man Religion is humanity's attempt to do something that only God can do. Uh, you can do all the works, you can go through all the rituals, and until, until you accept Jesus, because the Bible makes it very clear, Jesus is the only way to the Father. Today, as we gather around the Lord's table, I want you to take a moment. I want you to reflect on your life in him I want you to let the Holy Spirit begin to minister to your heart. And as you hold those simple little elements, boldly embrace the fact that you are these new people in Christ. And if you're here today and you haven't done that, we're going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus before we take communion today. So that you can take it the right way this time. Yeah. See, let this moment, this communion be something that stirs inside you. Let this God ordained moment of humility, if you will, this you know, that, that by faith we we embrace the reality of because of his sacrifice. We're sons and daughters of God. I am God's, I don't know if you all could wrap your head around this or not. I am God's son. See, a lot of people that I, I, I hear what you're saying. No, 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 no. Oh, I, did, I pulled an Amanda. I did a triple no. I did a No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm God's son. That is crazy, Haley. You're God's daughter. What? You know, the God that keeps the sun lit. The God that, that makes planets, that holds the universe in, you're his child. Jack, we don't have that reality. We don't. Because we just, we're, we struggle with life and we go through the things we go through and we're like, oh yeah, we got, and, and by the way, we, we should probably go to church today. No, no, no. I know, right? Man, it's crazy how people rub off on you. See, this is the thing that communion does. It allows us. It helps us as we draw closer to our Savior when we hold those elements. It really is this God-ordained memorial that refreshes our perspective. Jesus died for me. It brings clarity, you know, to the fact that he came here just because of me. So that I could have this abundant life that he talked about in the Gospel of John. This excessive Overflowing surplus kind of life One word that's that's in that word the greek word "parissos," is this an extraordinary life Now let me say this the right way You should stand out In your circle Not because you're trying to not not some broke false motive, you know carnal junk But your sons and daughters of god if you follow the people of God through the Old Testament, when they did the things of God, they stood out. People recognized that they belonged to God and they trembled when the people of God showed up. Now, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not encouraging that when you show up in the break room, they're like, oh, that's not what I'm talking about. OK, yeah. But understanding that we are his body on the planet today, I was reading in. Uh, Uh, Corinthians the other day and and Paul was talking about don't you get it guys you're the temple of the living God yeah Yeah. see today as you gather around the table you know my prayer is that it elevates our awareness it reinforces who we are in him it also reinforces his love for us because we couldn't we couldn't make it on our own Jesus's sacrifice is what done all of this he literally makes us joint heirs with him. Yeah. What's a joint heir mean? Huh? Parents, you know, if you leave this much for this child and you leave this, they get, the, they, you know, they get the same, right? Joint heirs. What are you saying, preacher? I get the same as Jesus. I'm not saying that. God said that. The Bible tells me that I am joint heirs with Christ. But it also says says this, the heir, as long as the heir remains a child, no different than a slave. See, you can stay childish in your Christianity the rest of your life. That doesn't mean you can't be successful in society. That doesn't mean that you're not mature and and accomplishing what you do in your humanity as a father, as a mother, etc. But when it comes to the things of God, that's why Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, guys... I can't even, he said, I fed you with milk and not solid food because you're not ready. Anybody know what he says next? Because you still what? Now, he's talking to grown adults in the church. At the time of that writing, the the Corinthians, that that church was between 10 and 15 years old. And he says, I can't talk to you all as spiritual people because you're a bunch of babies. Way to encourage us, Paul. He said, because you got all this backbiting and strife and division and murmuring and complaining. You say stuff like this, well, I'm of Paul. And the other one says, well, I'm of Apollos. The other one says, well, I'm a Baptist. The other one says, well, I'm a Presbyterian. He says, you're a bunch of babies is what you are. And see, when we do that junk, the world out there that doesn't know Jesus is watching us. And when we do all that crazy, selfish, carnal, they don't want anything to do with us. Like you're coming a little hard this morning. I know it's it's it's, it's the cross thing, man. It gets me fired up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. We should now we should ha- we should have more fun than anybody on the planet, yeah. right? I pillow my head at night, knowing that if I breathe my last, it's graduation day. <laughs> so I'm good, huh? But getting to that place and enjoying the journey on the way. The John 10, 10 life is part of what Jesus made available for us. Listen to Paul's words to the church at Colossus. He says this, at one time you all had your backs turned to God. But now, because Jesus gave himself completely at the cross, actually dying for us, he brought us back to God. Watch this, giving us new lives, making us holy and what? Blameless. I know some of y'all here today. Like, well, I sure wasn't blameless last night, Reverend. <laughs> some of you laughing. Some of you like. See, the religious world still chokes on this—that Jesus made you righteous, and you still you still drink the Kool-Aid that you've got to do be right, do something, be right. This. Jesus made you right. Amen. Now, do you want to grow and stop doing something? Absolutely, you're going to grow and stop doing it. But, but you think you're going to grow and stop doing all of it? See, nobody wants to answer that. Yeah. You know the answer to that. It, it is. Paul actually says this, guys. There is a war that is raging. He's writing to this same church. He says, there's a war raging in my soul. The thing I don't want to do, I keep doing it. The thing I keep doing, I don't want to do it. He says, I am so torn, I am at, at odds with myself. And then he goes on to say this, but thanks be unto God who always leads me in this victory. Because it's only through him that you ever get to the place to what this represents today. Those simple elements, it echoes through all of eternity that because of his sacrifice, you and I, we are the righteousness of God. Because if you ever think for one minute on your good day that you deserve it, man, you have missed all of what Jesus died for. You don't deserve it. None of us deserve it. See, what communion does, it always raises us to his level. It's a spiritual reality This is why Jesus told us every time you do it, every time you take the sacrifice, you got to understand what He made available. We are allowed to stand in this privileged place. Yeah? See, I love the fact that Jesus gives us these opportunities because He knows. He knows that we're, we're all at See, there's some of you in here this morning that you're stuck. Some of the things I've said today, it has absolutely kicked your religious sacred cow right in the grill. Because I listen, I know people that have been raised. You, you got to do right, be right, do right, be right, do right, be right. And, in the, and And there's the thing. If you are of that philosophy today, then you think that you've accomplished something in your do right, be right. But what about when you do wrong, be wrong? What about on that day? Are you not in? But but how many of you can uh, have have witnessed this? You got to get right with God. And preachers, they they got sweat slinging and spit flying. You got to get right with God. And and their their voice changes. And well, how many times does Jesus have to die for you to get right? Not going over good, Jack. I got some religion up in here today. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus only, only, only because of what he does. Only, only Jesus. Now, is, is, is there a consequence for sin? Let me ask you something. Is there a consequence for playing with an electric fence? Come on, you guys, of course there's consequence. Sin costs. The, the sin of de- death is associated with sin. Yeah. So when we take this today, let his sacri- sacrifice be fresh. See, this is the thing. I, I, I love the fact that Jesus made this available for us so that we could reflect. I love setting aside this special day because it, ke- it, it kind of it keeps the significance of what Jesus did from becoming an afterthought. Yeah. I think sometimes because we get so busy, it's just easy to get caught up in the day-to-days of stuff. See, I know some of you today, you came because you thought it was Baptism Sunday and you're here with your family. You didn't even know it was Communion Sunday. You're like, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this stuff. That's a lot of pressure taking that. There's no pressure. No. Jesus took the pressure That's why we want this special day so that it's fresh in your thinking. So when you have those elements, remember what he said, do this to remember me. That's all he's asking today. When you have those elements, just remember him. Remember his sacrifice. Remember what he made available to you. Listen to Paul's words again. What we must solemnly realize is that every time every time you eat the bread every time you drink the cup you reenact in your words and your actions the death of jesus you make it this public declaration that you believe in and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he left heaven for you wow i love jesus man you see the reason it's 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 so important to me to have these moments Is because I remember I remember my old life. I didn't know Jesus. Thirty plus years of my life, no Jesus. Hmm? Didn't care. Didn't want to know Ricky didn't want to know Jesus. Mm -mm. I, I wanted to know all kinds of other stuff. You know, I had all kinds of friends, Jim and Jack, and but not Jesus. And then one day. Y'all know my testimony. Saturday night, I'm in my favorite watering hole. Some of y'all are like, what's a watering hole? <laughs> if you've never been to your favorite watering hole, don't worry about it. You're good, all right? But Saturday night, I'm in my favorite watering hole. Sunday night, I got, I got deceived into going to church. He tricked me. But God had a trap set, Billy. Really. And from that night to today, you know, it's all because of one thing, what he did for me. He loved me that much that he sent this one dude into my life that was a thorn in my flesh. I mean, this guy, he was, Andy, you'll love this. He would go to church and in his, his, bless his heart, in his religious mind, he was being holy. So he wore white. White le- white loaf white loafers, you know the slippier kind, not t- not white tennis shoes. I'm talking about white loafer, white jeans, white shirt. Went to church with a briefcase, John. Got in church, chick chick, pulls out a white tambourine. <laughs> I am not kidding. Now I know some of y'all think praise Jesus. I've been wanting to bring my no, don't you even- uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> guest safety will come get you in a minute you come up in here with a tambourine you'll be, you'll be doing a solo out there but yeah my man he was for real He a white tambourine buddy he was like, now listen we're laughing but he loved Jesus he, he could care less what you thought or me because I would make fun of him but he was relentless man at sowing the seed into my life until it took, you know, I don't know where he's at today, but I'm sure he's probably laughing at me. You know, if he ever sees me online because I, I, we heard from him a few years back. So boots, if you're watching, thank you, man. I love you. Amen. Yeah. this, You know, who are you like that to? Who's in your life that you're relentless about Jesus with? Like, man, I don't want to hear any of that Jesus stuff today. Now, these are things I would tell him. So I'm sure some of y'all. I don't want to hear none of your Jesus stuff today. He'd be like, too bad. I'm praying for you right now. When I go in the back, I'm praying for you. I'm like, don't you pray for me. I'm praying for you. Yeah. See, here's the thing, guys. So often we make the mistake of, of assuming stuff like, like with, with our humanity That reality is something that has to be processed or it has to fit our intelligence. Something that we have to relate to. You know what I'm saying? But if you're waiting for a spiritual confirmation to give you some assurance of things. It's like looking for that kind of spiritual confirmation. It's kind of like trying to enjoy perfume with your hearing. Isn't it ridiculous? You can't enjoy perfume with your hearing. That's it pretty, isn't it? <laughs> I went with Tracy the other day to the mall because uh, she wanted to, she's got this perfume she likes, and they refill the bottle for this ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> but it smells good on her. But I can t- duct tape that thing to my head, and it sprays constantly, and my hearing will never enjoy it. Your humanity, outside of faith and believing, you will never enjoy the things of God. It is a spiritual reality. And so today, when you hold these elements, it's important that we acknowledge that our lives, they revolve around more than just what's going on in the here and now. A real person came to this planet for us. See, communion, it helps us stay more eternal-minded. Yeah? Yeah? See, we have communion Sunday because in our humanity, you know what, guys, sometimes, sometimes we just need a moment with Jesus. Just a moment. See, God knows you're busy. He knows your kids are driving you crazy. You you know, your boss, you want to crack him upside the head. He knows those things. And so sometimes a day like today where you could just come in here for a minute and unhook from everything and you hold those elements. See, as irrational and unreligious as it may sound to some of you in the middle of your worst times, on the other side of your biggest failure, Jesus' broken body and his shed blood, it still stands eternal. Boldly declaring, I made you new. You are born again. You can't blow it so bad in your life that Jesus' unfailing love won't be there for you. See, sometimes people in their religious attempt to do something that only Jesus did. All you do is discredit the cross. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. See, sometimes one of the greatest things communion does, it just redirects our thinking. Many times because the enemy will deceive us, and this communion moment allows us to refocus. Keep this in mind today. Communion is for anyone who recognizes their need of a Savior. Yeah? So today... As you do this, do this to remember me. That's the, that's the cry of Jesus' heart today. Remember me today. Our ushers are in the back ready to uh, help you out if you haven't gotten an element. If you haven't gotten your elements yet, just let one of the ushers know. There, there's a couple over here, guys. Uh, most of you, just raise your hand. They'll take care of you if you haven't gotten them. There's a few up front here, guys. While the ushers are taking... Oh, thank you, Chad. While the ushers are taking care of you all, if you're here today and you've never taken that step of faith... Randall, there's one more behind you too, buddy, back there. If you've never taken that step of faith, and like I said in the beginning, we may not be the church style for you, I understand that, but that thought that's in the back of your mind, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart today. And he's saying, just give me a chance. If we don't fit for you, he'll help you find it. But you're here today. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Make the day the day that you step over the threshold of heaven and you become part of God's family. We made it very simple. As a family, we always like to pray together to give you the opportunity so that you don't feel awkward standing out by yourself praying. So if you're in the room, Pray with us. If you're listening or watching, stop what you're doing. Say the prayer with us. Church family, let's help them with this. Lord Jesus, Jesus. come into my heart and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said the prayer after service, if you're in the room, stop by our information desk. Let somebody know. We've got a nice little gift for you to help you. Uh, If you also said the prayer, you get to take communion for the first time as a child of God, and it is a pretty cool deal. Uh, But we want to take our elements, so go ahead and get your bread open, and we'll pray together here. Lord Jesus, this simple wafer, according to your words. Man, I love you, Jesus. Thank you thank you for coming thank you for sacrificing your broken body so that we may have a life that is unbroken restored whole healthy we thank you for your sacrifice today and per your instructions Lord we take this in remembrance of you in your precious name Jesus amen And Lord, the cup, we know that it stands for our new covenant. We know that it represents all of eternity. But ultimately, it represents the shed blood that you gave for us. That because we believe in you, that you are alive today, we shall live forever with you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you so much for your sacrifice. We honor you today above all that is. And we take this in your remembrance, in your precious name, amen. Now for those of you that are being baptized, now that we have taken communion, if you are being baptized, the ushers are in the back, they'll direct you on where to go, so just hop up and and go ahead and head to the back door and the ushers will show you what to do. Remember those of you that are family members, once I turn things over to Pastor John in the tank. Uh, You guys come on up and take pictures and make this a very special moment for you. While they're getting ready, the the worship team has a beautiful song for you. We love you all. Have a wonderful week. You all enjoy this time of worship. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at VictoryLifeKY.com. Thank you so much for listening.